Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time. We're back, guys. How's it going? Grant here. I'm Tyler. So, those first two stories, those first two episodes are pretty good. Had some good hunting stories, conservation, talked about a bunch of stuff, fishing and stuff. Well, we got a little bit of change of pace still on topic. We're going to be talking about kind of our favorite camping and hiking spots, whether that be Missouri, but mostly Arkansas. Um, we live in southwest Missouri, so we are less than an hour, It r- roughly an hour. Yeah, hour to two hours, <clears throat> give or take. From campsites, we're about an hour, hour and a half from the border of Arkansas, Missouri. So we routinely go down to Arkansas because that's what you do when you live in Missouri. They have much more beautiful elevation scenery. Uh, we have rolling hills and dense woods and forests here in southwest Missouri. Um, a lot of farmland, but you go south about 60, 70 miles and you're talking old mountains, you know, the oldest mountains in the United States. So it's really ancient massive massive cliffs and hills and bluffs and waterfalls gorgeous scenery yeah um so we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite spots um we'll go ahead and start probably my favorite place in arkansas without a doubt is going to be horseshoe canyon ranch in jasper arkansas um it's 20 30 minutes uh outside of harrison so not too far over the border. It's about two, two and a half hours from Springfield uh, through Branson and all that. It's a dude ranch, 460-ish, 420, 460 acres, something like that. Of well, that's pretty big then. Huh? It's massive. It's a You're in the middle of a canyon. you got the cliffs kind of surrounding you in a bowl with – you know, anywhere from 40 to 100 foot cliffs in this area. And it's a big dude ranch. So you have guardian dogs, big like mountain dogs. They're beautiful. Um, They guard all the sheep that they have out there. They have goats that are just everywhere. It's crazy. They even have a thing called goat cave where that's where the goats are in the morning time on the east side where the sun doesn't hit them. Then at night, they run all the way over to the west side before they're rounded up by the dog <laughs> and brought back in. But they have hundreds and hundreds of climbing routes. It's awesome. Five, $10 fee for climbing and camping. Um, you can go ride horses, trail rides, which are awesome. You can just go there and explore the canyon. They have cabins to rent. Uh, so you can actually stay in an air conditioned cabin. They have swimming pool, you know, food. It's Easily my favorite place. All my memories of first going to Arkansas are involved with Horseshoe Canyon Ranch. Um, This couple bought it, I believe, in the 70s, and they kind of have been letting people build roots, and they they do it with them. And now it's the host of uh, Horseshoe Hell, which is a 24-hour climbing marathon festival every year. Um, that just sounds nuts, by the way. Absolutely. hours incredible. of straight climbing. Yes. That's just asking for an accident. But yeah. what do I know? I'm not a climber. I so. mean, it started off as a joke between friends. They were like a friendly competition. Who could climb longest? How many routes you could climb in a couple hours? You know, and then it, how many routes could you climb in like three, six hours? And uh, this competition turned into crazy savages deciding to climb 12 and then 24 hours and then making this 
basically Burning Man festival type environment of music and games and fun and competition. Um, but it's just a big family environment in a really beautiful environment. And that's my favorite place. But we're going to go on to Tyler, your one of your favorite places that you have been to. My favorite place around the Arkansas area is, is actually uh, in kind of a, I think they call it Ponca, P O N C A. Yeah, Ponca. It's actually area. Whitaker Point. Everyone kind of knows that's kind of the staple of most, you know, people that trip to Arkansas from out of state or something. They usually go to a place like that. But we managed to, uh, on the way there, we we're going to do some kind of primitive camping there. So we were kind of just off exploring on the cliffside a little bit and noticed there's a little ridge just beyond the edge there. And so one of my buddies was, you know, he, he had the balls. He climbed down there. He's like, guys, you got to go down here. So we just started, we all started going one by one down this little cliffside. And it opens up into this awesome, just, just almost a overhang. A, yeah, overhang kind of, type of a cave looking thing with the uh, waterfall directly over you. And it was just absolutely beautiful. And, man, we, we started bringing all of our uh, supplies in, our equipment started setting up instantly because we knew that's where we were going to sleep that night. We didn't even have tents. We we literally had pad and bag. Yeah. I, I remember we slept under that overhang and had a little fire. That was awesome. And it was just fantastic to wake <clears throat> up to just, the, you know, just the side of a cliff, essentially. And just It was just beautiful at the sunset or sun. Sunrise of me. And what trail was that again? Um, I, I'm not entirely sure what the trail was called. I think it might have been Center Point to Goat Bluff, uh, which is like a 5.9 mile uh, hike. It's not treacherous, but parts of it can be a little steep and dangerous and narrow. So you kind of got to be careful. Any um, new inexperienced hikers, I would probably avoid and go go try another hike um, in Arkansas similar that's a little bit less sketchy. <laughs> yeah, the, but, the Whitaker Point one, that's only like, it was a mile and a half to hike to yeah. Whitaker Point. And, and you that's can drive, not yeah. like I said, so you drive up, they even had parking there. It was kind of a, you know, kind of a glamping type scenario. Um, but yeah, you can just walk straight on out there. Yeah, another one that is very popular in the climbing and camping and day hiking community is Sam's Throne. Um, Sam's Throne is home to trad climbers, uh, which is trad means traditional. So you're talking about there's no bolts and hardware drilled into the rock uh, that you clip gear in to then clip your rope in. Uh, there's like literally safety kind of thing. Yeah, there's just rock and crack. So these climbers in traditional climbing, they go up there with things called cams and uh, wedges and stops. And they essentially find through experience and technique and knowledge, perfect cracks and wedges and little slots that you sometimes can't even fit your pinky in. And they wedge this tiny little aluminum nut and just due to sheer, you know, leverage and wedge, it holds them up and they're able to climb. Well, Sam's Throne is full of that. So uh, that's where a lot of those climbers go. But the hiking and 
trails there are just really beautiful. They got miles of trails. They have a couple miles up top of the bluff where you go out very easy, very kid friendly, new hiker friendly. Um, you can park in a parking lot less than a mile from the bluff in a circle gravel drive. All the campsites are off the road as well. There's 16 sites. Uh, this is the same place I mentioned in a previous podcast where uh, the conservation rangers stacked firewood for us at all the sites. So you can generally expect that most times, um, which is also really handy. So it's very friendly to new campers, families, um, people that don't really like to backpack and, you know, trail hike so much because uh, we all like variations of camping. Right. You know, some people really love car camping. Some people love ultralight camping and everywhere in between. Well, just like my buddy, old Jack Jones yeah. right now. I mean, yeah. he is just like, AKA Quadzilla. Shout out to you, Jack. This guy has done the PCT trail. I mean, it's a continental done, divide. He's I believe. done, he's, he's done a lot of cool stuff, yeah. man. He just keeps on trucking and he's, he's a wilderness firefighter at one point. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he's doing a really, really cool stuff. I always enjoy watching his Instagram and Facebook stuff. Um, you got to look him up. He's awesome. Awesome dude. Um, he has a really cool story too about how, you know, how he came here, um, how he got to where he is now, all the changes he made in his life and experiences that made him who he is today. Um, it's really inspirational. There's no way to look at it and talk to him and, um, not be inspired by a few things that he's done. Uh, really cool guy. I was lucky enough that he was your friend growing up. So I got right. to kind of grow up with Jack too <clears throat> and see the change happen going from an extreme addicted gamer computer gamer no, he was just this nerdy little kid he wasn't 50 pounds soaking wet i mean he was just the scrawniest little asian kid you've ever seen <laughs> always had the coolest games he oh, showed yeah. us cool games oh, heroes yeah. of might and magic and all those games you know crusaders might and magic they were so cool world of warcraft um and then Later on in life, he decided to make a change. You know, I'm not going to give away a story. I'll let you go and dive into that later. Um, look into his stuff. It's really cool. Making but just positive substitutions yeah. and then really just, you know, sticking to a mental change. Correct. As, and that developed into a physical change. And now he has a whole lifestyle change. And it's, right. it's really inspirational. Um, he reminds me a lot of David Goggins. Everyone knows who he is. If you don't know who he is, look him up. That man is a psycho. He's a savage. Um, he'll push you harder than you have ever seen a human being pushed. Um, it's very similar situation. Um, <clears throat> but what were we talking about before that? We were talking about camping. Oh, camping, camping. Camping trails. That's right. And we just talked about Center Point to Goat Bluff Trail. We talked about Sam's Throne, um, the trails up top. Uh, oh yeah, I was going to finish up with Samsung and say about the trails underneath too. Uh, those are definitely more advanced. They're way longer just to get down to, um, the ground section under the big cliff that you're standing on top of when you drive there, probably take you an hour or so, a couple miles, a few miles, but then you get down to the bottom, there's a cave, there's overlooks, tons of trails down there, lots of beautiful foliage and wildlife and stuff. So that's a really cool place to check out. Sam's Throne. <clears throat> uh, Tyler, do you have anything else about camping in areas? Um, 
was say there's a couple places here in Missouri that we've been to. Uh, like we got a park called Busick. I believe that's a pronunciation. Yep. Busick State Park. But of course they have State like Forest. the drive up campsites and stuff. But we like to kind of walk in a few miles and try to find kind of unique spots. And you remember that cool spot we found <clears> just up over the ridge there? Yep. It's just like uh, public land hunting. The further away from people you can get, the more successful your trip is going to be. Well, obviously our objective was to kind of be away from people, have a little peace and tranquility in a beautiful environment. Busick has tons of family campsites, and so they have options here. You can have the family campsites um, on little gravel pads right off the parking lot, or you can do what we did. And you can, you know, throw your stuff in your backpack and start hiking down any of the trails, the numerous miles of trails that they have going all over the place, hundreds of acres there, um, all available to hunt and camp. So that's really cool. <clears throat> they also have a public shooting range there that's free. Yeah, been um, there a couple times. Yep. Got off many freedom seats yep. there. I love that place. Um, and then... We ended up walking a couple miles back and found found one just before the trail kind of splits over the river. It's on a back bluff that's up maybe 20 feet above above the trail elevation, kind of back through some trees. But we found a cool spot that we could kind of set up hammocks. We had a great view. We had some elevation above the ground. Nice little wind draft. Yeah. It was just perfect temperature and everything. and worked out really well uh, i just uh want to put in a warning never feed a raccoon i'll just leave it there all right yeah <laughs> they are as plentiful and numerous and as they the salmon their buddy the if you give one yeah a chicken wing that we happened to fry and just just rubbed and it was just it was an amazing piece of meat all right and we saw a cute little raccoon. Like, you know what? He looks a little hungry. He looked real good. Too. Here you go, buddy. He looked real you can cute. have this one little chicken wing. And by God, did he tell his brothers who told their cousins, who told their cousins' brothers. And, and so on. Waves and so on. And hordes of raccoons if, all throughout the night. If we had to guess. coming for their chicken wings. At a time, there must have been 10 to 12. I, I would say at one time, there were 10 to 12. And but only a few of them would come, you know, close, and the, the majority were young yeah. babies. Little out babies the hiding out in the back, waiting, you know, <clears> waiting for the mom to bring stuff back. Papa and mama would come over here check out the situation. <laughs> there, there was one time I was sitting probably five six feet on the opposite side of the fire from from you, and I remember there was a family. There was a mom and three little babies, and yeah. it was real quiet. We hadn't been attacked by by raccoons yet and i had i think i had like some peanuts or something it was like some honey roast it was honey roasted peanuts honey roasted planners honey roasted peanuts the unofficial sponsor of the i'm just kidding (laughs) it i decided to chuck a few towards the woods and the mom immediately checked it out gave them a smell picked a few up tasted them couldn't Put them down. Similar situation to myself. It was cracked for that dang thing. It was pretty funny to see stand up on two legs and grab with its little poseable thumbs and start eating nuts. But I started throwing them a little closer to Tyler. And (laughs) I ended up throwing a few on a shoe. 
and he didn't want to move because it had gotten so close. <laughs> you were all freaked out by it. it I was don't know if it attacked me or what was happening, but he was <laughs> he was staring at my soul. All right, so I didn't know what to do. We could hear him breathing, honestly, and yeah. like making chirping noises. He was excited and like stimulated from the honey roasted peanuts. You could tell. Oh, he was butt. <clears throat> and she ended up picking the nuts off Tyler's shoe. And running back, and she gave a few to her babies. They vanished in the woods for a few minutes. So we laughed it off. And I think this is the same night that we had cooked the butternut squash. Oh, the butternut squash. <clears throat> See, we went through our food reserves. We ate all of them real quick. All right. And we didn't really have any reserves. We had like one item each. We didn't plan very well. It was last minute. <laughs> and we inevitably got hungry a few hours later. We scavenged the car. Our mom had given to me uh, a couple butternut squash from Thank you, from the garden. It was wonderful. Saved us. Ended up taking one of them out to the fire. I roasted that bad boy. I made a little oven first of all, out of, out of a flat rock and a few other rocks. Right. So I made like a little well, box kind of for it. Yeah. Pulled the coals in and everything, and set that butternut squash. What like an hour later or so. It felt like an eternity, but yeah, it was probably an hour. And I ended up checking it, cut it in half. It seemed like it was going to be real done. Nice and soft, smelled great. Had, I don't even think we had salt or pepper, but we had a little bit we of had butter. what was left over, that MRE you brought. You had one MRE. We that's all right. split. That's, that's what we ate. We had, we had an MRE. And we had one of the apple cinnamon survival bars. Um. And I crumbled that up on top of the butternut squash, like a uh, kind of like a streusel topping, and which by itself it would just suck all it the was moisture not good. from your body. All it right, was it, was, it wasn't good by itself. It tasted like apple and cinnamon, but also like wood chips and yeah. cardboard <laughs> and a giant sponge. I couldn't imagine actually eating that in a survival situation, yeah. but crumbled on top of a roasted butternut squash over charcoal was wonderful. Hit it with a little butter. Butter melted in. Oh, we scraped so that thing oh, uh, clean. Uh. And then our raccoon buddies also was waiting in the wings, smelling this whole time, and we didn't notice until after the fact. We decided, well, what harm could it do to give our scraps to the mama There's coon? cute little fella over there, you know? They're hungry, too. They're starving. They're hungry, too. The little trash bandits need to eat. So... We take the two skins and some of the pulp and the seeds, and we go set them on the rock that's about 15 feet from us, but in the light of the fire still. And as soon as we sat down, the mom makes her move. She scurries over, immediately picks it up with two hands, picks up one half of that butternut squash, turns and looks at us, and then starts dragging it backwards into the woods like a corpse. It was hilarious. The but chatters. also adorable. Yeah, it was, it was like a little so kid cute. with a cookie or something, you know. It was just it was adorable. We didn't realize the errors in our ways. And she came back, grabbed the other piece. We resumed our night. They kind of hung around, but they kind of vanished. We didn't have any more food, so they kind of disappeared for a little bit. We went to our hammocks, tried to go to sleep. Then night officially fell and it was party time for them trash pandas all you hear is 
and just just rustling, walking, just digging through trash. everything. Just trash sounds. Digging through plastic like that. And then we hear zipper start trash bag, backpack falls over. Raccoon mom is brave enough to go through the backpack and food that was food scraps underneath our hammocks. Bold. Flip on the flashlight. There must have been seven raccoons there. Seven, eight raccoons. It was doing work. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Scavenging everything and anything they could get their greedy little hands on. So, Meanwhile, he threw all those nuts, you know, all over the place. So there's just a buffet for all these little things. Again, that was a mistake. We made many mistakes. Lessons are learned. When you go camping, luckily, the areas that we've most frequented are not really uh, bear country. For the most part. If we do have bears, the black bears. Busick definitely is black bear area now they're starting to migrate north they're in lebanon missouri which is north of us northeast of us um i hate lebanon (laughs) i'll tell you why then 30 second story i'll drive in in the town of lebanon okay in my f-150 truck all right just driving 30 miles an hour bumper to bumper traffic and a deer comes out from behind a bank in the middle of in the middle of the day and a bank like a financial like institution. It's like a commerce bank or something, <laughs> like, all right? Like a financial institution, USA, not a grass bank or yeah, a dirt bank. Yeah, he just bank. comes bolting out of here, seeks me homing into my front bumper, and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to run right here. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, of all the cars that it dodged, and it comes directly, basically I run into the stupid thing, it gets up, runs off, and just screws up my whole bumper and grill oh, and yeah. everything. So that, that's why I hate that place. Anyway, continue. Yeah, see, and that actually leads into an interesting thing. That's why Missouri has every year we do um, kind of a census of deer populations and we adjust our permits issued for hunters accordingly to car accidents that are involved with deer, you know, fatalities and things like that on the side of the road because we have a very bad problem with automobiles hitting deers. They are so populated here in the state of Missouri, white-tailed deer, beautiful deer. They'll run across the road. They just run in front of cars. All the time. Yeah. And nighttime when the temperature drops, uh, when it's close to fall, like right about this time of year, September, October, the deer start moving. And you really got to slow down and watch. And even if you're watching, you can't see them. They jump out at the last second. And that's – it's crucial to hunt, to keep numbers down, to regulate populations, keep healthy deer populations uh, for so many reasons. But this is, again, just one side effect of what can happen if you let it get out of hand. Um, I've got I've got two vehicles currently, both of which have been hit by deer. <laughs> one, my car, right, has been hit by two deer. So it's, it's unavoidable sometimes. Yeah, I've screeched. I've locked my brakes up in two different vehicles, and I've came about six inches both times to hitting the deer yeah. right on the butt. Their heads elsewhere. They're trying to get yeah. some food in, you know. So they're just they'll beeline it no matter yeah, what. Especially in coming. like November in the rut, oh, yeah. whenever deer really start, those bucks are so stupid. 
they're literally drooling at the mouth sometimes, foaming. They have literally one thing on their mind. They'll stare headlights the whole time and just stare it down, not know what's going on. They don't even know where they are a lot of times. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a bad, bad problem um, to have to deal with. But we are going to wrap this one up. This has been a decent one. Talking about Ozark Trails. All over the Ozarks that encompasses Missouri, northern Arkansas, a little bit of Oklahoma. Um, beautiful region. My favorite region. To be honest, I will probably die in the Ozarks. I may move elsewhere at some point for a little bit, explore, see what's out there. I've traveled a lot, been fortunate enough, but never done traveling. Um, Ozarks is always home. Missouri's a great place. Give it a shot. Go out, find a trail. Get out and explore. Go out and find a trail, guys. Google, there's apps, there's maps. There's no excuse not to go out. We gave you a few options where you can literally walk 10 feet from your car and be at the campfire. That's Sam's Throne all the way to Center Point to Goat's Bluff where you're talking five miles in. You can find places. So get out. There's no excuse. Get yourself some vitamin D. Get healthy. Um, And we'll see you on the next one. I've been Grant. I'm Tyler. And this is the Beard Bros Campfire Fun Fun Time. Time.